I'm Rechard van der Berg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 145 for the weekend starting 29 April 2016. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, where you'll find South Africa's best technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, we chat about Nkosana's Makate's victory over Vodacom at the Constitutional Court. Also this week, local ISPs come out in support of net neutrality, but why now? And MTN trials LTEU, but was it really first in Africa or even South Africa as the company claims? Let's get the show on the road. Well, welcome to the show. How's it, Rechard? How's it, Duncan? Very good, thanks. End of another week and we have a couple of craft beers to drink this Yeah, week. thank that's you. Nice Thank you very much to the person that dropped it off. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, that's um, Martin Kutsia, uh, who is a fan of this podcast, who came up last week and uh, we went to a concert, actually. Oh, nice. Uh, he's very kind, enough, very kind to bring us these beers, so thank you, Martin. Um, so, uh, as always, let's get started with our quiz. Uh, we'll give the answers at the end of the show. A uh, quiz, of course, just to... Uh, to see how uh, on the ball you were this week with uh, your following of the tech news space. Um, Rechard, do you want to kick it off with the first question? Yes, uh, the first question. MTN gave its former CEO, Sofiso de Bengua, a golden handshake of how much? Second question, it's related. Apart from Sofiso de Bengua, two other MTN executives were given severance packages to leave early. Who were they? Hmm. The third question. Which mobile network operator became the latest to switch on an LTE advanced network? Fourth question, how much uh, has Nkosana Makate said uh, he wants from Vodacom for allegedly inventing Please Call Me? Oh, what a win that was. Indeed. And the last question, MTN this week tested LTEU at a site in Joburg. What does the U in LTU stand for? Great. Some easy ones there and some not so easy ones. So we'll get to those uh, questions at the end of the show. But let's let's get kicked off with the news. And there was one story that dominated the news this week. Oh, yeah. Rechart, and that was the uh, constitutional court victory by Nkosana Makate, the former Vodacom employee, who claims to have invented, and the court agreed, uh, the Please Call Me service, which has become so massively popular in South Africa. Mm, mm. Certainly changed the uh, way the whole generation uses the cell phone, that's yeah. for sure. Especially the... the those who can't afford to make a phone call mm-hmm. um, and it's really transformed uh, I think it's transformed the telecommunications industry and it's now used across the world especially also, in emerging markets yeah yeah and, and also the advertising that was uh, slapped on it uh, afterwards you know yeah. you, you, you started getting these call me's with uh, ads mm. on it I mean, mm. I'm sure they made uh, some money on it oh, I'm sure so it was good too well I mean I guess we'll never know the the, the, the real insights to the story but mm. um it has been very interesting so far. Anyway, but it's a, it's an interesting story from a number of angles. The first is that um, Makate was being um, defended or, or was, was seeking or, or took Vodacom to court. Uh, the company that was uh, that did this from some UK-based firm, I forget the name. This uh, suggestion that um, the UK firm is doing it um, purely to make money out of this. This was a mm. I'm not sure what the term legal term is. I'm not sure it's a malicious prosecution. I think it's a you know, the suggestion is that it's, um, it was a money-making exercise by this legal firm. Uh, and um, the other uh, interesting one here is that Nkosana Makate is claiming 15% of the 70 billion rand he claims Vodacom made from the service. Now, that equates to 10.5 billion rand, and there's one of the answers to the quiz question. Um, and I can't see how Vodacom could ever pay him that amount of money. Oh. Um, it's not going to happen. Um, 
the, the, the interesting thing now is that the court has ordered Vodacom to, um, to enter into negotiations uh, to come up with what they believe to what both parties believe will be a fair settlement agreement mm. for mm. him. Now, how do we determine what that fair settlement amount is? Uh, there's no doubt me a lot of um, lawyers involved in these in these negotiations, but the court ordered that if they can't reach an agreement, then the CEO of Vodacom, who is currently Shamil Yusuf, has to make a decision uh, of what he feels is a fair amount to pay Makate. So at the end of the day, the court has really put this in Vodacom's court, uh, the ball in mm, Vodacom's mm. court here. Um, in some cases, like we saw in the SASA tender, the, the South African uh, security uh, agency uh, tender um, with Net One, they actually uh, they actually um, asked that uh, the, you know the the, the whole um, process of rectifying the situation be reported back to them on a regular basis. In this case, they haven't asked for that. They've simply told Vodacom and the the uh, the Makate parties to uh, to negotiate um, a settlement, in which and, and, and in, if they can't reach an agreement, then it has to be decided by the Vodacom CEO. Now, I can't see Vodacom agreeing to hand out ten billion rand in this matter. I just can't see it. I, I can't even see them agreeing to hand out a billion rand in this yeah. matter, or even a hundred million for that matter. Yeah, I guess the only way that I can see them settling anything is uh, to pay this guy a nice amount of money every month for the rest of his life, probably. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, how much? Put them in a very tricky position. And the question is, what happens? I mean, what happens if Makate and this law firm don't like how mm. much Vodacom mm. is offering them? Uh, what then? Um, I guess also, who's got the deepest pockets in, in sustaining to, a fight like this? Do you go back to the constitutional court? Can you go back to the constitutional court? I'm not mm. sure you can. Do you mm. have to then go to back to a lower court, like the high court? Yeah, this thing could be tied up for yeah. a while, and yeah. uh, you know who's got the deepest pockets there. And this also raises interesting <coughs> questions about what what this means for for um, employees of companies who come up with uh, with inventions and ideas. Um, I mean, if you're in the the employee of a company and you come up with an idea for that company during the course of your employment, there are you entitled to compensation? This court order suggests that you are. Well, that's got a repercussions for a lot of a lot Huge of companies. Huge repercussions. But many companies that I've worked for, they they do have clauses in their mm. their contracts, or most of them do. Where you know, obviously, within the role of your job, mm. certain things are required, and if out of those things come certain patents or uh, a business product, yeah. that those would belong to the company. company I yeah. mean, that's that to me seems uh, like a fair, I guess, a fair. Uh, to put in your contract so one wonders if Makati signed a contract that said that or not mm. if they did uh, presumably Vodacom would have um, raised that yeah surely mm. they should have I mean surely there should be a, should have been a contract that he was tied to yeah. I think one of the things he said was that it wasn't really directly uh, part of his job yeah. so yeah. so it could have been out of scope yeah but still maybe maybe a royalty fee would be applicable in something like this but again, you know, I would I would find it very difficult to believe that a company like Vodacom didn't have those things in place, mm. especially for innovation. Yeah, yeah. Um, Although he was in the accounting department, so I don't know. Maybe they have different contracts there. Yeah, I mean, maybe. innovation doesn't usually come out of the finance department. Sure. <laughs> but I mean, I also never worked really in a directly an innovation department within certain businesses, but I still had that as part of it was a standard contract with yeah. the business. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that is. Very, um, but anyway. I'm sure they would have gone through all of this in the in the, in the court uh, proceeding. So, yeah, yeah, it's quite strange. Yeah, the one person who's come out of this looking very bad is the former Vodacom CEO Alan yeah. Craig, who the High Court has basically accused of lying mm. uh, it, it, when he claimed in his book that he um, invented "Please Call Me" um, when he was watching, I think, watching two security guards trying to talk to each other or something. From the balcony of his, his office, they they found that uh, this that this was nonsense, and yeah. that it was in fact McCarthy that came up with the idea. 
Um, so he, he's come out of this looking very bad and um, uh, I, I saw that um, some reports have said that he's not commenting and that um, his ill health is preventing him from commenting. We know they had a huge stroke back in 2013 mm. when he was the CEO of Cell C. Um, but he, he certainly hasn't come out of this um, smelling of roses, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, the most interesting thing for this, of course, for me is that I think you may have run the story, Brechart, uh, a couple mm. of years ago. Uh, uh, that um, in fact it was uh, MTNers who patented the idea <laughs> oh yes do you remember that yes yes I uh, do I think it was Ari Khan um, if I remember correctly who uh, came up with the idea or his team that came up with the idea at MTN um, many many years ago um, I think around 2000 somewhere around there and they in fact I think patented it if I remember correctly um, so this whole argument um, I completely forgot about it yeah. but that then that then makes this I mean how can you award a patent or, or at least um, money to somebody who couldn't have invented it if it was patented before yeah. before he said he invented it. Wouldn't it be funny if Vodacom went back to court to fight this thing uh, and, and came, into, came into court court papers saying, actually, MTN, our competitor, competitor <laughs> invented <laughs> this thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, they may have to do that to save some money. I mean, hell, that's <laughs> Would they do it? I mean, <laughs> no, they, they, the PR campaigns, we see MTN versus Vodacom, <laughs> we're first to do this. We're, in fact, we're going to talk about it later in the show. But, um, you know, they, MTN and Vodacom historically have always been in a rush to mm. to be able to say we did it first yeah. um, and it would pain Vodacom enormously if they had to go, go to court and admit that actually their competitor MTN came up with the idea <laughs> <laughs> oh, never a dull moment yeah. in tech it was patented if I recall correctly by MTN and MTN decided never to enforce the patent if I remember, if I remember correctly mm. um, but you, it was you who did the story right Graham? I'm sure it yeah, was, it was you. Uh, yeah. it was too long ago yeah it was a long time ago yeah, yeah. anyway fun story and uh, the court has given um, the parties 30 days to begin negotiations on the settlement, so um, we, should have, uh, we should have some outcome to it quite soon. So hopefully, uh, hopefully there isn't an agreement reached where there's no communication with the press, um, mm. which is probably quite likely, actually. Um, and we get to know the detail of exactly how much Vodacom pays to yeah. settle this matter. I, I'm sure anybody in that position would, would happily settle for for a, a settlement, but mm. I don't know if that uh, firm yeah. would want to just settle. Mm. Well, I'm sure they they stand a lot to yeah. gain a lot, yeah. Yeah, and in fact, I think um, I'm not sure what the king rules say exactly on on uh, governance around this sort of thing, disclosure around this sort of thing, but uh, I'm sure shareholders would like to be informed mm. what the settlement amount is. Yeah, yeah. Whether they actually have to disclose it or not is is is, is open to question. Um, you know, if it's a material number, then certainly they'll have to do that. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. it's if it's fifteen percent of seventy billion rand, which is what Makati is looking for, which you'll never get, they'll obviously have to disclose it because yeah. that will have a meaningful impact on the share price. Oh yes. Um, but I can't. I just can't see a settlement amount of anywhere near that. It just won't happen. Yeah. yeah. Interesting time. Anyway, um, so the Internet Service Providers Association. Uh, which represents, I forget the number, it's several hundred ISPs around the country from the big guys like Internet Solutions uh, to the tiniest little ISPs. They put out a statement this morning, which is quite interesting. Um, it's not the first time they've voiced their views on, on, on net neutrality, but it's probably the, the first time they've come up and said something quite s as strong as this. Now, Dominic Coll, who's the head of regulatory relations or regulatory affairs at, um, at the ISPA or ISPA, uh, came up with some very strong remarks. He said that net neutrality should sit alongside an independent judiciary, regular elections, and a free press as, quote, one of the most important hallmarks of a functioning democracy. 
That's probably the most, uh, the strongest um, uh, comment I've heard regarding net neutrality from anyone anywhere in the world. <laughs> and it's interesting that that ISPA has decided to issue such a statement now. And I wonder if one of their members or one of the mobile operators or someone else in the industry has been doing something that they're not happy with. Mm, mm. Um, or there's been some talks behind closed doors about intent of doing something that the rest aren't happy with. Yeah. Uh, so one wonders, what's, what is this about? Why come out with such a strong, hard-hitting statement right now on net neutrality? Um, I can only imagine that one of, the, one of the industry players has started to block or, 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 or throttle or shape um, something. Mm. Now, I don't know what the detail is, but it's, it's, I think it's positive anyway. If we take, let, let, Let's assume there is no motive in this press release and they just wanted to put out a statement on net neutrality. Uh, you know, there's always something behind it. But let's, let's just take it at face value. It's, I think it's really good that, um, that the internet service provider industry in South Africa is coming out so strongly in support of net, net neutrality. I think it's a very important concept. It's a pro-consumer concept. Uh, and um, I, I think it's welcome that, that a large industry body like ISPA um, has, has come out so publicly in support of this and, and is putting pressure on, on politicians who don't actually seem to need, need much pressure put on them on this matter because they seem to largely agree with it. Um, in fact, the ISPA statement um, quoting uh, the Deputy Minister of Telecommunications, Klingiwe, Klingiwe Mkize, back in February, uh, saying that, um, uh, we, 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 where's the quote here? Uh, um, ISPA said is encouraged that the uh, importance of this principle has been explicitly recognized by the Deputy Minister. Mkize said at a recent summit that all internet traffic must be treated equally without discrimination, restriction, or interference, regardless of the sender, receiver, content, device, service, or application. Mm. We've never really had an issue with network neutrality in this country to date. I, I think it's been a big issue in the United States where you see uh, internet providers and content companies part of the same grouping. Um, and you know, uh, you know, some companies looking to provide uh, differentiated access to to certain content platforms, but we haven't really seen it in this country, uh, not yet, anyway. We've, mm. se- we've seen shaping, but it's not it's not uh, based on any sort of competitive instinct. Same, it's yeah. more of a it's more of a um, you know a way of providing uncapped services at a reasonable price rather than actually trying to hit out at a competitor who's providing some service that you don't like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think most ISPs um, in this country are quite happy to uh, have a lot of traffic flowing over the networks. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I can see this could be some impact. Obviously, there's over-the-top services, which could arguably be a cause OTT of... OTT could be an issue. Um, but also, the, uh, yeah, this, the, all the movies, uh, streaming services were popped up. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of affiliation with these guys and some other players, uh, yeah. I guess, within the network of companies. So yeah. potentially yeah. there, I mean, that's the only other really de- performance-demanding uh, paid-for service that I could think of yeah. that, that would yeah. require someone like yeah. this. Yeah. Or could potentially. Yes. Um, yeah, it could be the mobiles. I mean, the mobiles are... Uh, if anyone is going to break net neutrality rules in this country, it'll probably be one of the mobile operators, yeah, yeah. especially in light of what they've said about OTT services in the last few months. Uh, Vodacom, I'm thinking Vodacom and MTN specifically. Um, although Telcom's made some noises in that area as well. Cell uh, yeah. C seems to have come out quite, quite in favour of OTTs. Um, so it's probably they're probably aiming at the mobile operators. Yeah. Who I don't, I stand to correction, but I don't think they're ISPA members. Telcom certainly mm. is not an ISPA member. Mm. Anyway, it's an interesting one. Mostly we've got uh, the right people fighting the right cause. I mean, yeah. well done to Dominic for yeah. coming out with this, definitely. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, um, we need to take a break at this point. We'll be back right after this message. Hello world. Hello information. Hello uploads and downloads. Hello streaming videos and low latency. Hello blogs and vlogs. Hello crystal clear video calls. Hello increased productivity. Hello online learning. Hello cloud. Hello long lost friends and missed connections. Hello limitless possibilities and instant gratification. Say hello to premium high speed fiber from Vox Telecom. Pleasure guaranteed. Visit voxtelecom.co.za for more information. Chicken or beef? Chicken or beef? Chicken. There are so many companies offering fiber at the moment, but with Vox Telecom's premium high-speed fiber, you'll be joining the Smile High Club. Duck or salmon, sir? We call it business class fiber. We guarantee our uptime and can tailor our services to suit your needs and budget. Say hello to Business Class Fiber from Vox Telecom. Visit voxtelecom.co.za for more information. Well, welcome back to the show. How's it, Rafa? How's it? Thanks for the beer. Oh, pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, last news story we talk about this week is, uh, is LTEU, um, which stands for, and here's another answer to one of the quiz questions, LTE, LTE Unlicensed. Uh, now, MTN put out a statement this week saying that they are the first mobile operator in Africa to pilot or to trial LTEU. Uh, now, it's quite a technical solution, but I'm going to try and explain it in layman's language if I can. Basically, what it involves is, um, is taking licensed spectrum and matching it with unlicensed spectrum that is traditionally has traditionally been used for Wi-Fi. So they'd take, for example, LTE spectrum, say, in the 1800 or 2.1 gigahertz spectrum, and then pair that with, say, the 5 gigahertz band where LTE is, oh, sorry, where Wi-Fi has been used typically for, uh, by wireless ISPs and also yeah. in your home yeah. uh, for your, you know, if you connect your ADSL or your fiber to a Wi-Fi solution, you typically use either 2.4 gigahertz or I think it's 5.8, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's just, people just tend to shorten it to 5 gigahertz. Um, now, the mobile operators are eyeing this um, unlicensed spectrum as a means to, to particularly in indoor type environments, so shopping centers, uh, that sort of thing, uh, to, to kind of supplement the, the, um, the mobile um, bandwidth of the spectrum that they've been allocated already because the, um, the allocations they have in, in licensed bands are not sufficient to deliver the sort of um, next generation broad broadband speeds that are being offered by LTE, LTE Advanced especially, and then in a few years from now, a 5G. Yeah. So uh, what they're planning to do is use this unlicensed spectrum and pair it with their licensed spectrum to offer services. And I understand this is mainly for indoor use. Uh, it may have an outdoor application at some point in the future, but mainly the operators using it at the moment for indoor use. Now, MTN has tested this uh, at its um, flagship store in Morningside in Santon, where they got about 200 megabits per second on the downlink. Um, and they were claiming that they were the first in Africa, but um, I, I see Yanni Fancel, the executive head of innovation at Vodacom, is saying that actually Vodacom piloted this a year ago <laughs> and got 500 megabits per second. So we were talking about the pissing contest and the two <laughs> operators. It never ends. <laughs> it never ends, no. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, did they test it first? Uh, Vodacom says they didn't. Um, but uh, uh, it's an interesting technology, and I think it's got the, um, the Wi-Fi community a bit concerned as well, the mm. WISPs and... Uh, and also the guys who provide Wi-Fi in shopping centers and airports and all that sort of thing. Because what happens if the mobile operators start to use this, uh, this say, the 5 gigahertz band 
which the Wi-Fi guys are using at the moment, are we going to are we going to end up with massive congestion of our Wi-Fi hotspots? Um, what, you know, what about vast oh, networks? Yes. You know, yes. which which um, partners with Always On and other companies? Um, you know, they, they, these guys provide dedicated hotspot services. If the mobile operators suddenly start moving into that space and using other or using unlicensed bands to provide or to supplement uh, their um, their licensed uh, uh, broadband, wireless broadband offerings, are we going to end up with this huge this situation where there's a huge amount of interference and mm-hmm. is that going to degrade or have a negative impact on on the Wi-Fi providers and is that can we then draw a conclusion that this may in fact be an anti-competitive move by the mobile operator to shut out com- competition from the Wi-Fi providers or am, I, or am I going too far with that sort of train of thought? No, I mean the way that I understand it, you're 100% spot on with that and, and something we should be concerned about and, and again this is something that GASA should, is, should be monitoring and actually you know, be the guys to, to really drive this or yeah. um, you know, push it to the ground. But we know that, especially in shopping malls, Wi-Fi has already become such a massive part of every company's offering virtually. You know, even even some shops now offer yeah. free Wi-Fi. When yeah. You're in. And yeah, it can't be good when you have uh, competing technologies for that spectrum. Yeah. You know, yeah. even if they they don't directly overlap, if they're within the same, uh, you know, gigahertz frequency, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to cause some problem because somebody's going to do. Other, you know, we've already seen people playing with the wrong settings and then it mm. kills everybody else's yeah. hotspots. We've yeah. seen this. I mean, presumably the mobile operators know how to, um, I mean, the, the operators do know how to manage Spectrum. Um, so one hopes that if they come into these unlicensed bands, they're going to do it in a, in a way that doesn't disrupt other players by flooding the Spectrum. And there are rules about how you're allowed to use the Spectrum. Sure. I mean, Icasa puts sure. specific rules on the maximum power out output for example of, of, a, of, a, of a hotspot I mean not everyone listens to that yeah. those, those guidelines or those regulations those rules um, but um, you'd imagine that the mobile operators would, would certainly comply with uh, with the regulations to prevent the spectrum from being flooded mm. but it's going to be an interesting one I think we're going to see a lot of um, engineers and uh, regulators etc having a big fight over this uh, over this issue of LTE in the coming months in the coming years and it's going to be a fascinating battle, actually. <laughs> mm. It is. I would love to hear what the wireless cars are saying because this could also potentially take business away from them. If you mm. suddenly have much better indoor data on your mobile device, there's mm. no real need for you to use those wireless hotspots. Mm. I also see some conflict there, potentially. Potentially, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that covers the news this week. Um, let's move on to our regular features and uh, let's start with our winner and loser segment. Quite easy to do this week, actually. Uh, the winner this week is um, obviously Kosana <laughs> Makate for his constitutional court victory. Um, and uh, you know, whatever you feel of the outcome of this case, or, or whatever you know, he, he gets eventually gets paid out by Vodacom, whether it be a small amount or a large amount. It is a, it is whichever way you look at it, a, a victory for uh, for him over. And it's been compared in so many ways, and I think correctly to a, a David and Goliath battle. Mm. David has won. Um, so well done, Mr. Makate. Spend your money wisely. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sell everything just yet. Let's just wait for this thing yes. to, to play out. And then our, our loser this week, by the same token, has to be Vodacom for the same reason. But I'm going to pick on them for another reason. Uh, and that's um, something that popped up on my phone the other day. Uh, and um, I, I presume other people are seeing this on their smartphones as well. And now, this is actually the second time I've seen this on my phone. I saw it the first time I set it up and I, I ignored it. 
Um, I, I recently um, upgraded my uh, Sony Xperia Z5 um, to Marshmallow, Android 6.0, and whenever I do that, I, I reset the factory settings once I've um, updated mm. the software because mm. it, always, it always speeds up the device and makes it yes. much better. A good advice, by the way, if you've got an Android phone, if you uh, if you upgrade, do a major upgrade of your Android, um, say to to Android 6.0 from from what you were using before. What was the previous version? KitKat. Mm. Um, if you do that, it's. Uh, um, no, it wasn't KitKat. Oh. L, L. What was L? Android L. Lollipop. Uh, Lollipop, that's Lollipop? it. Was it Lollipop? Getting confused. Yeah, There's been so many then. of them. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was some edible thing. <laughs> it was Lollipop, yes. Um, it, when you do a major upgrade like that, it actually is well worthwhile, once you've completed the upgrade and checked that everything's up to date, is to go in and then reset your phone to factory settings. Obviously, back it up first. Hmm. Um, reset to factory settings, uh, and you'll find that a, quite a decent speed improvement. And I've certainly noticed that on my Z5. It's a lot snappier than it used to be. Um, anyway, um, so Vodacom has put its... Um, it's a term that you use on PC, and I'm going to use it here as well, crapware, on the <laughs> phone. Uh, I really wish they wouldn't do this. Apple would never allow Vodacom or any other mobile operator to put its crapware on its on its iPhone, mm. on its I- iPhone devices. Anyway, for better or for worse, uh, Vodacom puts its own software on this phone. Uh, and when you boot it up, it goes through the regular Android setup process, and it says... Thank you, you're ready to start using yeah, your Android experience. Start. Next thing, Vodacom pops up and said, we are now installing your Vodacom applications. No. No, no. Uh, all the stuff you don't want. Can you, uh, can you stop that process? No, you can't. It's, it's, it's insidious. You try and get rid of it, you close the app. It's because you you're on a Vodacom network that it does it. Because surely if you update the no, software, the Android... The pro- I think the mistake I made was I bought the device. I, I, don't, I don't get... I, I'm on Vodacom, but I don't get these devices from... Uh, I don't um, upgrade. Uh, I don't get what they call it. I don't get a. I don't get the phone on contract. I don't pay it off over a period of time. Oh, I buy cash. Okay. So I bought this phone in December last year from a Vodacom store. So it was a Vodacom. Uh, okay. So SSID on this. Vodacom had their grubby little paws over it and they put their, their oh, software okay. on it. So when, when I start it up now, um, when I when you reset it to factory settings or when you set up the device, um, just to start as I did when I bought this phone in December. Uh, it um, it starts up this Vodacom installa- app installation software. Now, um, I tweeted this the other day, and what it says is uh, the the sort of headline in the in the dialog box that pops up. It says switch to your mobile data, and then it says you are on Wi-Fi using the wi- Vodacom network as a foster option to set up your apps. Please press mobile data if you want to switch. And then a huge bright red is mobile data, and next to it, you know, much. Uh, you know, less like the cancel button almost. You like the cancel button <laughs> is much bad. less visible. It says use Wi-Fi. Now, how many people um, say switch your mobile data? Quickly read that without thinking. And oh, and Vodacom says I should do this. Okay, I'll hit mobile data, mm. and then get nailed while all of their apps get downloaded over their uh, their three exactly. G. Exactly. Was initial? I mean, that could be a, a few gigs if uh, gigs. you have a lot of stuff. I've got two gigs of apps to download every time I set up a phone. That's terrible. Now, can you imagine? Um, and you know, I don't want to pick up. I don't want to be ageist here, but you know, imagine a you know little old granny who gets her <laughs> phone and and sets it up and says, "Oh, look at this! Uh, oh, Vodacom suggesting that I must do this. Okay, I'm a bit of click on this. Next thing, she's got a ten thousand rand datable." Yeah, I mean, what 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 really gets me about this is no, there's no talk of cost. I mean, we all know that Wi-Fi is no. The they, cheapest. they need to say on here this may have an impact on on, the cost, on, on your yeah. cost because you're going to pay. Exactly. Mobile data rates, exactly. and they don't do that. It's it's dishonest. Yeah, no, no, that's dishonest. exactly what I was thinking. I mean, it's just you know you might be faster for an LTE network, and if you don't really have a good Wi-Fi connection, mm. um, but that certainly is incorrect if you're on fiber-based Wi-Fi hotspots. Yeah, um, yeah. 
in a building. I mean, that's just yeah. that's just not right. Yeah. So. Fortunately, I think most people are smart enough to know to click the use Wi-Fi button, but um, it's going to catch a few people out. So but why anyway, even have that to you know to be disingenuous? About they're it? trying to trick people to use the mobile data network so that they can make money. That's, that is all that's about. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so for that Vodacom, you are our loser of the week. But um, we have another loser. So Vodacom, you're not, the, you're, not, you're not alone. <laughs> not <laughs> uh, the, the loser this week is the CWU and, and members of the CWU, specifically who work at the post office, who have decided to go on strike next week. Again. Again. <laughs> Again. And this organization is crippled, and the CEO is warning that the strike could actually tip it into the chasm. Uh, but no, they are going to go on strike because they need more money. Never mind the fact that this organization is on the verge of, of disaster and bankruptcy. Uh, no, we must have our wages increased. Um, and we're going to go out on strike and never mind the consequences. So, um, post office workers, members of CWU, you are joint losers with Vodacom. I'm sure that makes you feel bad. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe it's just time for the post office to close its doors and start afresh somehow. <laughs> What's your pick? My week? pick. Um, so, as you would know, Duncan, I'm quite a fan of beer and all things <laughs> beer related. The pick that I have, it's not available in South Africa yet. It's coming at the end of May. Uh, it's a product called Physics. Yeah. Um, now, before I explain to what the product is, this was a Kickstarter campaign that started in the States last year yeah. by some, also some beer aficionados and some clever people okay. who wanted to basically produce a product that would allow you to pour your beer in such a way that you have that you kind of get the on the off the tap kind of taste. Okay. Now, the, what the physics is, it's 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 a it's a tap-looking device. It's like a big plastic unit with a tap handle on top. Um, it's got a little uh, part that pours out, and you can put your glass glass in front of it. So, I mean, it looks for all for all purposes, it's a it's a draft okay. machine. What you do is you put your beer on the inside of the machine. Yeah. There's a little plastic tube that goes uh, in. It goes feeds into the beer, and as soon as you then um, push the tap forward it pours the beer at a very specific rate into your glass it firstly seals sucks out all the air and then it pours the beer <laughs> but what's what's interesting about this is it uses uh, sound waves yeah. to gently vibrate the beer as it flows so you get optimal flow rate um that really kind of enhances some beer flavor. Yeah. Now, what I found with this, it works particularly well on your SAB-style beers, your yeah. lagers, your Castle, Heineken's. Uh, even your milk style is quite good on this. Craft beers, not so much, because craft beers are already very fresh and they kind of you know have a very specific taste you, you, you don't, kind of don't want to mess with. But this works very well with fizzy beers, any lager-type beer. Okay. I was very skeptical at first, but I, I, was quite, I was pleasantly surprised. I've had a few friends that try it, and they... You know, if they drink beer off uh, on tap, uh, Castle and uh, Black Label, and they mm. they loved this. They thought it was quite uh, the taste was certainly enhanced. Um, but it's a lot of fun to use as well. It's called the Physics Beer Heaven System. Heaven knows Castle needs enhancements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I'm. Uh, it's certainly if you're a Castle drinker, this will this will definitely be the gadget to, to get. Um, but it's well worth trying out. Uh, if if you see it around, uh, or if you if you know us, uh, we'll invite you over and have some beer on this thing. It, it's very interesting. It's the most interesting beer gadget I've seen. Uh, for a few years at least um, and it, it makes drinking specifically SAB beers a lot more fun <laughs> um, 
but yeah, the physics. I'll bring it next time, Duncan, and we can try and you can you can tell me your opinion. Okay, um, so that's physics. F I double Z I C S. Yes, that's it. Uh, so where do where do you, where do you get this from? How do you buy it from? Um, from the website. You can buy it from the website, but they are launching it in South Africa. Oh, right. I got it from them. They're launching in South Africa end of May. Okay. Um, so yeah, well worth checking out. It's probably going to reach. So you get it from the website, or is it really? Um, from what I believe. And nobody knows this, but Mentality will have them in stock first, and then other distributors will have them. Okay. Um, and they're probably going to go for... Mentality. Is Mentality. A it's a website. They sell okay. gadgets and man okay. stuff. Okay. Um, oh, but yeah, otherwise, it. just go check out <laughs> physics.com or keep an eye on Facebook. I'm sure there'll be lots of hoo-ha about it. Um, but it's my well interest. I'm going to go look at well Mentality. <laughs> <laughs> Clever name. Clever name. Um, this is number one online shop for me. And they've got some good stuff. They've got some really good electronic gadgets, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well worth well worth checking. Star out. Wars, <laughs> oh, the Star Wars branded uh, Bry utensils. Some good stuff to spend your money on. If you want to buy somebody a voucher, that's definitely the place to oh, do. Oh, there's some cool stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's the cool. physics from our side. It's really interesting. It's not going to work for all beers, and if you like ales, it's probably not going to be the thing for you. But if you if you're a fizzy beer lager drinker or, or kind of any beer with some fizz in it, this thing is is very interesting. Like I said, okay. sound waves. There's no. It works on four AAA batteries. Mm. There's no. Um, there's no other kind of wizardry in there. Really, yeah. sound waves and uh, yeah. some vacuum yeah. vacuum pouring. Yeah. Yeah, my pick this week is uh, something I've been, play- I've been playing with around for too long, so I can't go into a huge amount of detail about it yet. But it's an intriguing little app called Let Go. Um, it's not a South African app, but it's available. It works here. Um, it uh, seems to be, they seem to be just getting off the ground in the, in South Africa, so there isn't a huge amount of content on there just yet. But it's a very interesting concept that it's basically classifieds based on your on your um, location. Uh, so you can see what people are selling around you in, in your neighbourhood, uh, in your vicinity. And you can sell stuff to them. Um, it basically takes the classifieds uh, um, concept uh, and makes it hyper local. Um, it looks like Instagram, which is very cool. Uh, yeah. Not Instagram, sorry, Pinterest. Pinterest. Oh, but yeah, it does. You're right. You're right. Uh, it's available for iOS and, and uh, Android, not possibly for other platforms. I think you can use it on the web as well. Um, but it's uh, it's quite cool. Um, I haven't uh, actually sold or bought anything on it yet, so I can't. As I say, I can't vouch for it at this stage but um i thought i'd just put it out there because it's um i've been looking around and they've got some interesting stuff for sale even even in my local area not a huge amount but um i think it's going to grow hopefully um but uh, go to try it out it's called let go let go and i'm using the android version but I, I, there is an ios version available and that's our show apart from the quiz results so let's yeah. get kicked off with those let me start Rachot. um the first question we asked this week was MTN gave its former CEO, Safisa Dobengwa, a golden handshake of how much? The answer is 23.7 million rand. The second question, apart from Safisa Dobengwa, two other former MTN executives were given severance packages to leave early. Who were they? The answer, Michael Ikpokpi and Zunaid Bulbulia. Sorry. <laughs> Michael Ikpokpi, of course, was the um, CEO of MTN Nigeria and the person most directly responsible for the, yeah, the fine fiasco up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he he's, uh, he walked off with a huge amount of money. I think it was 17 million rand in severance pay. Sure. And lifestyle benefits, believe it or not. And uh, Zuned Bobuli, I forget the exact amount he walked off with. But, of course, he was one of the first uh, MTN employees. Uh, he ran MTN South Africa for a, for a while um, and most recently was group operations executive. Um, and he also left uh, MTN uh, early and was paid to go. Uh, so those three executives um, earned 54 million rand in total in severance packages. <laughs> good nice, money, nice. good money. 
so um, the third question, um, which mobile network operator became the latest to switch on an LTE advanced network this week? And the answer is Cell C, and they launched that in parts of Gauteng and Cape Town with plans to launch in KZN in the coming months. The fourth question, how much, how much has Nkosasana Makate said he wants Vodacom for allegedly inventing the Please Call Me service? The answer, 10.5 billion rand, or 15% of the 70 billion rand that Vodacom claims it has made from the service. Well, he claims Vodacom has made from oh, the sorry, service. Oh, sorry, he claims yeah. Vodacom yeah. made from the service, that's it. Um, and uh, as we were saying earlier, it's highly unlikely that he's going to get it, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the final question uh, in this week's quiz, MTN this week tested LTEU at a site in Johannesburg. What is LTEU? Well, what does the U rather stand for in LTEU? Uh, and the answer is unlicensed, as in unlicensed spectrum. And uh, that's our show for this week. Uh, as always, if you've got any feedback, please do send us a mail. Our email address is info at techcentral.co.za. Until next time, cheers. Ciao, ciao.